right, ladies and gentlemen, last but not least, we have the top five centers in the National Basketball Association heading into the 2022-2023 season. Now, this one, there will be some discussion that a lot of people may not like. I know that for a fact. Clearly, based off <laughs> some of our <laughs> titles on YouTube and the comments. But y'all be all right. Y'all, y'all going to be all right. You know, I yeah. mean, well, maybe well. Anyway, all right. So here we go. Top five centers. Let's let's get it rock and roll. Who you got number one, Amon? Joe Embiid. Joe Embiid should have been the, the MVP the last season. Joe Embiid, to me, is the, still the best center in the league. Joe Embiid is probably, you can make a case arguably, that he's maybe the most skilled center of all time, even over Hakeem. That's how talented his brother is. Um, Guard-like ability at times. Also a phenomenal like defender when we talk about blocking shots and also even sometimes guard on the perimeter as well. Like Joe Embiid is him. Like he's who, <laughs> he's who, he's what people think he is. Like he is like the truth. Like he's the guy like in Philly, like he's the man. And I just feel like I don't think it's another center in the league that can do the things he can do, not just offensively, but defensively as well. So Joe and B, I think it has to be Joe and B, number one, even though he didn't win the MVP last year. I know we have a two-time MVP that just won, you know. But hey, it is what it is, man. Coming to the 2020-23 NBA season, I got Joe and B as the best center in the league. Well, thank you for that beautiful layup and mentioning the two-time MVP because that is who I have. At number one, um, when it comes to centers heading into 2023. And no, it's not just because of the MVP. But I think statistically and Jokic's overall ability to make his teammates better, right? So to me, the best player at his position, the reason why I have him there isn't even just because of him. It's because of the way he elevates um, the, the the play of those around him, right? And when you think about the fact that they are now going to be adding healthy pieces. Not only will that take pressure off Jokic, but I think we'll be able to see him shine even more so than we've seen before. Um, it's one thing to see um, a player do well and, and, and not win, right? Because again, obviously that's been the main thing for, for Jokic's case uh, to not win MVP this past season was, whoa, he didn't have a top two seed. Well, if he ends up playing well and now he has better players around him and he wins, it may not even be a question um, who the best center in, center in the league is. Um, but again, I, I think this is one of those situations as well. Uh, apples and oranges. You going with Embiid is not a crazy thought at the end day. Joel was still a, a well-worthy MVP candidate. Um, and I think he's made it very, very clear where he stands in the league. But as of right now, I'm going to go with Jokic. I know you feel strongly about the defense, which again, I'm not sleeping on. But I would say the passing yeah. you know, that, that, that Jokic has as well, it kind of, I won't say it eliminates it, but... Embiid ain't passing like Jokic, can't, just like you Embiid, you know. And, and you know. He, no, Jokic's not defending like right, Joe Embiid. Right, I mean, you can, you can talk absolutely. about the, the the passing and stuff like that, and we know that, that Nicole Jokic is the first point center this league has ever seen, and his pass is very beautiful. He's dominant at that part of his game, and also he can still dominate you on every level of the basketball court. Only thing I will say to that is that, like, I've seen, like, in playoff moments where even though people can talk about Joe and B struggling in the playoffs at times or, you know, not really being healthy every time the playoffs come around, I've seen Jamal Murray be the best player on the team when it matters the most. And I kind of like that formula. I don't know if Nicole Jokic is going to be able to get the Denver Nuggets to the promised land by being the best player, even though he's going to be, he's the best player on their team, but it's just like sometimes 
you know, those two things can change when it comes to playoff time. But Nicole Jokic is great. I mean, I'm not mad. He's at my, he's number two on my list. I mean, it's just a matter, like you said, what is it, apples and oranges, so. Yeah. So you saying that, though, that kind of reminds me of the Giannis and Chris Middleton kind of thing. And that, so Giannis and Chris Middleton, Jokic and Jamal Murray. So, right, so Giannis is a better player, Jokic is a better player. And when it comes down to it, right, that if you need an isolation or it's the fourth quarter, you need one last shot, you're probably going to go into these situations the number two player. Now, the thing yeah. is, though, is that that may hurt Jokic and Giannis, depending on what conversation with, but that's because of how great the second player has shown up when it matters the most. Now, Embiid, in Embiid's situation, no shade to anybody, I don't want nobody taking offense, but he hasn't had that second player that would make us look at him differently. So it's easy for us to say, well, you, you know, Jokic can't show up in big moments. Or when it matters most, we, we need the ball in Chris Middleton's hands as opposed to Giannis. That's because those guys have a, a legitimate second option. That hasn't always been the case with Embiid. So I think if, if Jamal Murray was on those Philly teams, I think if Chris Middleton was on those Philly teams, and then they, and then they you know, like you get what I'm saying? And again, that's not a knock to Embiid or anyone else that has been on Philly. But I think it's a lot different when you consider the fact that those other two players that I named have been playing with all-star level players, or at least guys that can perform in the clutch and get a bucket when they need to without anybody else. So that that's, that's I think, part of the case that can be made when it comes to, well, Jokic has had Jamal Murray. Well, you know, Joel ain't really had a but it's been legitimate, times, like... But it's been times where, like, I've watched Joel and B, like, Struggle in the playoffs because a lot, you know, he's been healthy. He hasn't been healthy in the playoffs and some of those struggles. We have to, that that is important to, to mention. But also, like, just having bad games. It's been times where I've seen, like, players take Nikola Jokic out the game defensively. I saw it in 2020. It wasn't just because Jamal Murray had to be the best player. It's because, like, when he was facing a real, like, center, like Anthony Davis. Or he was facing, like, a, a real big, that a real great defensive big, like Draymond Green. Like, they were taking him out of the game. Now, I know he still got his points and stuff like that, but if you, you know, if you watch the game, like, stats, raw yeah. stats does not always show, like, what's really going on. Joel yes. B, nobody, nobody's doing that to Joel B. Nobody. If Joel B is, like, being taken out of the game, it's because he's missing bad shots, he's having a bad game, but nobody is literally taking him out the game on a defensive, like, scheme or standpoint. That's just not the case. Like, so that's that I always have to that's kind of like my pushback for that because it's just like I've watched Nikola Jokic be taken out the game at times in the playoffs where it matters the most. So right. Even Giannis Antetokounmpo as well. So it's just kind of like of course they got great second options and stuff like that, but it's just like I still have seen teams like especially the Giannis he's better now, but like in the past really defensive scheme Giannis, even Miami to the, the last like game that Giannis played. Giannis was struggling in the second, second half, you know, so. Yeah, and to your point, too, about, you know, stats aren't saying everything. If, like, if Jokic goes out and gets a 25, it could be a tough 25. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It could be a 25 that he had to grind for. It could be a 25 that wasn't efficient. It could be yeah. a 25 where, like, he had to force a lot of shots. You know what I'm saying? So um, I definitely hear you on that. Just but my thing struggle, is, though, like. Struggle 25, struggle right, 30. Right, yeah, yeah. It, it ain't a calm. It ain't yeah. a calm 25. It ain't a calm 30. My thing is, though, it's like. Regardless of the reason, poor performance is poor performance, right? So it's like sometimes a player gets taken out of the game because of great defense. 
sometimes a player, to, to what you're saying, a player gets um, is having a bad game just because they're not shooting the ball well. But to me, again, if we're going to keep bringing up the playoffs, the reason doesn't matter as much as the overall result. So to Embiid's case, I'm saying though, all right, so if 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 Embiid keeps having, let for example, you know what I'm saying, if you were to keep having poor playoff performances, but it's just just been because he's just not showing up, that, that that ain't that's not moving me. I'm not gonna say, well, well miss it, miss it not, shot. But not that's people say today. that people say that about James Harden, like the Houston Rockets, like James Harden is really struggling the playoffs. Missing shots, it's just like sometimes it just doesn't happen. Like okay. I, I can't, it's like the same thing with Joe and B. Like Missing shots like Joe Embiid is. It's never been a time where I watched Joe Embiid like say like, "Damn, this team really taking him out of the game. This player really taking him out of the game." Like playing basketball, sometimes you miss shots, and still like most of the times, like when we watch Joe Embiid, Joe Embiid is just like, "Yo, he's so dominant." Even if he's struggling, like he get to the free throw line, like he's gonna get fouled and stuff like that. If you look at the box score, he's still gonna have like his points, similar to Nikola Jokic. But it's just like, all right, you still got your points, but like watching the two play. If you're basing things on impact and looking at like, yo, who's just missing shots, but or what team is really like taking this player out the game, whereas Mitch Max on the the opposite end of the court where they got Nicole Jokic running the the the, the PNR, it's just like certain things that 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 matters. Like I can't sit up and say like, okay, I pretend like you know a poor oh. performance. Yeah, poor performance, poor performance. But like sometimes it ain't always what people like to say. I would hear you. I mean, what's what's very interesting about the situation is that neither of them have really won anything. So that's, that's why it's almost like, nothing. okay, yeah, well, no. it's it ain't whatever, like, yeah. it's whatever, either yeah. one of y'all got, you know, real any jewelry. But my thing is still is like, all right, I agree, right? Look, these dudes play hundreds and thousands of games. I yeah. do agree that sometimes you're going to have off days. Some days you're going to miss shots. Some days you're gonna, just going to shoot like shit. But at the same time, at what point do we sit, sit here and realize that sometimes ain't just sometimes. Sometimes... It's who they are. Now, again, and now it's one thing if we're talking about regular season, and again, both players haven't won anything in the playoffs, so this doesn't really matter. But like, if we keep saying this about James Harden, or if we keep saying this about Joel Embiid, or Jokic, or whoever, fill in the blank, then maybe this is just who they are. The reason why Stephen Curry and LeBron James and KD, we viewed them, in a, and, and Giannis, we viewed them in such a high light. It ain't because of what they done did in the regular season. It's because of what they've done in the postseason. So Giannis has had, you know, rough playoff series. Hell, they all have. But at the same time, we've seen them in the light in the playoffs where it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, th those other series, yeah, we know th those were just hiccups. But, like, when I look at both of them, and this ain't just a, an Embiid or Yogi, when I look at both of them, it's like, all right, hey, man, what, 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 what's, what, where, what's the real you? Because what we see in the regular season, that's cute. That's calm. Yeah, these mean, little that, that, back and forth MVP debates, whatever. Yeah, and that, that's but, fine. And that's why you. And that's why you don't have. That's why you don't never hear me when we talk about like list them up top ten. Who's the best players? And people have. Oh, Joe B is my top five. Or Nicole Jokic is in my top three. And Nicole Jokic is the best player. That's why you don't have me because of everything you said is a hundred percent true. That's why for me, I don't never get caught up in the raw sets. I don't never get caught up in like oh like. In the playoffs, in the first round, Nicole Jokic averaged 30 and, and 10. Yeah, okay. You know, clap, clap, clap. Okay, like all right, it's all right, like, all right. It's like, all right. But you, but, it, but it's like you, you can't just, all right, you can't just say, that, that's cool. That, that, those are still legitimate numbers. Whether those are. Calm, a struggle, those, those, those are, are still numbers those, that aren't happening are. every day. Those, those are, some those of those are. numbers are, are numbers that MB can't put up. Let's talk about it. Some can't of those numbers what? are things that, certain, certain stat lines that Jokic has put up, Joel Embiid cannot do that. And, well, and mean, for the record, there are some things that Embiid can do that Jokic can't. 
Of course. It, it is a slippery I'm, slope. It's very slippery slope. But all I'm saying is just kind of like raw stats and numbers don't always tell the full story, especially when you look at the impact of the game if you watch the game. Now, that's all I'm really saying. Like, Joe Embiid and Nikola Jokic are phenomenal players. But, like you said, sometimes it's a poor shooting night. Sometimes it's a, you know, defensive scheme. But whatever the case may be, it's just kind of like these two players, they both haven't won anything, even though they're the top two centers in the league. And it's just like, still, I'm taking other players over them because, like, regular season, what they do in a regular season compared to a postseason is totally different at times, regardless if they put in up these stats in the in the postseason, like it doesn't tell the full story with their games or with like yo when we talk about overall impact. So I mean, it is what right. it is. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. So I mean, comparing them to other players and like top five, top ten players in the world, whatever. Yeah, that's completely different. But in terms oh, of centers, going to war, two, going to, going to war, it's a lot of players you probably taking and me as well. Over you're taking over Nicole Jokic and Joe and B going oh, to war in the playoffs. At, uh, okay. <laughs> And these, are, and these are and these and these are players that like we talk about. Oh, they're top two in their position, and in the regular season, they're probably as high as like top five to top three to some people. But it's like it's players close to that ten range, like 10, 11, 12 range. When we talk about best players in the world, that you're probably picking over these two. So that that says a lot about what we're talking about. Like it, it's hard. People don't want to admit the truth. It's 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 an uncomfortable conversation. But you know, luckily your boy's a truth teller, so it is what it is. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Amada. We, we appreciate <laughs> it. Is, it, it is what it is. All right, so we both have the names for number two. I have uh, Jokic and Embiid, and you have Embiid then Jokic. All right, so this who do you have for get number tricky? three? Is this where it's going to get tricky for both I our lists? So. We, um, Bam Haipahu. Okay. Number three. I like Bam. I like Bam. That was, some, that was some, the last, like uh, yeah, last yeah, podcast. I yeah, I was telling you about I can like, tell, yeah. power, power forward and stuff like that. But Bam, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bam, wake up. I, I need it. <laughs> the heat needed. Hey, yo. <laughs> I need it. I need him to like, cause we talk about regular season. Regular season is cute, but in the playoffs, like Jimmy Butler's like looking at you, like, yo, help me. <laughs> like, 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 show me something. Be aggressive. Like, yo, it's no reason why Bam is not a 25 point per game scorer um in this league. Like, he's that talented. He's that skilled. He does everything. Like, athletic. Can pass, can handle, can run the offense. Like we should be talking about Bam the same way we talk about Nicole Jokic as far as like a, a point center. Like it should be Bam as well. Like it's well, hopefully the, the if if, if Kyle Lowry can you know remain healthy and Jimmy remains to be the Come dog on. that he is. Well, well let me I, explain. I, <laughs> I meant like the pressure know, can be taken off. Not saying I'm expecting. He don't Kyle need no pressure. I'm That's st- the problem. If you're all right, yeah, he does though. Because if you're going to say that he should be playing like a two-time MVP, then no. of course naturally there's going to be some pressure. You oh, know, did you, you say, don't get those no, type did, of comparisons. No, I thought you say he shouldn't have no pressure. No, I'm saying he should. I'm agree with you. No, yeah, okay, he yeah, should yeah, have yeah, pressure. Yeah, yeah. correct. Don't you correct, say he, he shouldn't have pressure? I'm not, no, yeah. no, no, no. If, if you about to sit here and say that he should be compared to, or at least in conversations with the point center and his abilities, like Jokic, a two-time MVP, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but I, I like Bam at three. Um, he's not third on my list, but I do like Bam at three. So number three, I have Cat, have Carl Anthony Towns. Remember, I didn't have him as my power forward, so that's why I have him um, where I do. Um, same reason why you had him um, so high on your list. Um, yeah. Can stress the floor. Um, I think him actually playing with Rudy Gobert is going to help. A lot of people feel like um, it may clog up the paint. I don't think so. 
Um, especially no. considering, you know, what cat does, right? What cat does? They're they're not your traditional or cat is not your traditional big. Actually, neither of them are your traditional big to be honest. But either way, um, I think just the fact that again, cat Kaloki put the ball on the floor. I'm not saying you're saying that he should be running the offense or running PNRs, but like at the same time, it's enough where I feel comfortable saying, okay, if he got a dribble with the ball, it's under seven seconds. We'll be all right. Um, but also too, I mean. Ability to shoot the ball, two-way player. Um, and I think the Timberwolves are going to be better this year. You know, hopefully this is the year where they say, okay, guys, we know what we have. We know who we are. This trio that we have, it ain't going nowhere. We added a, a great defensive player, Rudy Gobert, to anchor the defense. Lost out on, on Pat Bev, but either way, um, I, I think what Cap brings to the table for, for Minnesota, um, I think, you know, it's definitely um, a good fit. And hopefully he'll continue to, to shine and be dominant. But... That's what I have at number three. Number four. Number four, I have DeAndre Ayton. Mm. I have DeAndre Ayton at, at, at number four. Interesting. Um, I need the defense to level up a little bit. Um, the scoring is there. I love what you know him, Chris Paul, and, and Devin Booker can do and have done going to the finals. But um, I need DeAndre to be the second best player on this team. Thank you. Um, that's, I mean, that's not too much to ask. It's what we talk about now about Bam. It's just like, it's, it needs to be those two. It's the same situation. Exact yeah, same it's, situation. It's the same situation as uh, Anthony Davis. I need Anthony Davis to be the best player on the Lakers. I need yeah. DeAndre Ayton to be the second best player on the Suns. You know, DeAndre Ayton, you're talking about uh, an older player Chris Paul. I mean, again, Chris Paul has been playing great, but like, come on. I don't, I don't, I don't, I want, I want to save Chris Paul for, for the postseason when we really need him. Should be having to ask Chris Paul to still be going crazy like he, you know, he's been doing during the regular season. DeAndre Ayton, number two option. You got the contract yeah. now. You're happy. Let's get it going. Number one overall pick. Prove yeah. it. Anthony Davis, we know who you are. We, we, we really do. You know, you're not, you're not surprising. You're not confusing nobody at this damn point in your career. Get it done. So DeAndre Ayton, I'm a guy I'm at number four. And I think he can do it too. This, this isn't like unrealistic expectations. I think moving forward... If the Suns, I know they're going through some rough shit right now. That's what, that's what it is. But it's a hard thing the all courts. Well, I meant, you know, with the yeah, uh, yeah, I, situation. Yeah, yes. But, no, but I, yeah, yeah, keep it all court. You know, keep it all court. Nobody should even want to suit up for that that organization this year. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, timing wise, are rough because I know contract situation and all that. But yeah, um, DeAndre, yeah, help book out. And he, and he has. Right? I don't want to make it seem like DeAndre just been on the sideline cooling. But I think taking that next step. You got everything now. You got the final appearance. You got the contract. You know, you, you're, you're, you're officially with the Phoenix Suns long-term. Let's go. So I, I got, but again, like I said, I think he can do it. So I got DeAndre. I'm not mad at it. And last year I had DeAndre as a top five center. You know, I had him as high as like, I think number three, number four. I think I had him over Bam. Like he's talented. Like he's, he's skilled. Yeah. Uh, I'm not mad at it. That was number four for you? Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, it's just a, to me, it's a hard thing with DeAndre. Like, you talk about, even with like, That's, Bam, yo. even even with like, Bam a little bit, it's just like, yo, like, there's no reason why we should look at other players on your team and be like, yo, we don't know if you're the second option. There's no reason why we should look at like, Chris Paul, at this point in his career, be like, damn, Chris Paul really the second option on his team? There's no reason why I should look at like, I don't know if it's Kyle Lowry. I don't know if it's Tyler Hero. I don't know if it's Bam. Like, it's no, it's no excuse. It's no reason. Like, you're talented. You're especially, especially to me for like Bam more so than DeAndre because DeAndre's game, 
Bam's game is a little bit more modern. DeAndre game is a little bit more tr- traditional. I think he would have been perfect in like the the 2000s, you know, like before we got to like the 2010s and the modern game and stuff like that. So I can understand the way the game is kind of going while he may struggle to like really feel that like number two option all the time. But still, like he's probably going to be a 20 and 10 player for the next, what, seven to eight years. So he's still talented. So it's just like 20 and 10 is 20 and 10. Like you say, like we can talk about like, this and that, you still got to put up numbers. So it's just like, it is what it is. But for my number four, it's not DeAndre. I was disappointed in the playoffs. So I said all that to like, it's still not DeAndre. Yeah. Jared Allen, 16 and 10, shot 67% for the field, can defend, can rebound, can roll to the basket, can catch lobs, you know, average 1.6 blocks this past season. When Jared Allen was not on the court and the, he had this injury. The Cleveland Cavaliers went from like the fourth seed all the way to the playing situation. He's that important for the Cle- Cleveland Cavaliers. Like he's special. I think he's, you know, a two way player in a way. Like he's not like your traditional. Like you can th- dump on the ball, but it's just like he gonna get you like sixteen a game, and he's gonna get you between twelve, ten to fifteen rebounds basically. So his stat line some nights may look crazy. We've been talking about fifteen, fifteen and five, like. That's a stud. That's a that's a a talent. So Jared Allen. I like, I like Jared me. Allen. I, I, yeah. I like Jared Allen. I, I yeah, think, we hear. You know, he he's he's one of those players where it's like he won't get the um, uh, attention because he's not flashy. He's he's low key. Yeah. Plus, he does what he has to do, and yeah. I love the fact that he's on Cleveland right now because I think that team that setting that environment fits him. Um, again, you you won't see. I won't say you won't see Jared have too many posters because what he did. Lori Markin, my goodness. But either way, just the idea that Jared, he's going to do his job and he's going to do it well. It won't be in the sense of like, he's not going to um, win any all-star votes. You know what I'm saying? He won't be the guy on Instagram that everyone is paying attention to, but he's going to do um, what he has to do to help his team. I'm not mad at it. Surprise. Yeah. But I'm not mad at it. Um, Why are you surprised? He's 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 that guy. You lucky I, I say I, lucky I say Robert Williams because I was itching to put him in my top five damn near. Is that who, is that who you have at number five? No, I don't. I'm, I was itching because what I saw well, yeah. him doing doing the playoffs. We we like no. I want to hear your number five. You hear my number five? I don't think, I, yeah. I don't think you want to hear my number five. <laughs> you will. But I, all right. I, yeah, go ahead. I'll go see. ahead. To round out my number five, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, to round out my number five top centers, top five centers, I do have Rudy Gobert. I do. I do. I do. In all seriousness. That's not bad. I, mean. I, I know we joke on him. But I, I do think him going to the Timberwolves is actually going to help him because there's going to be a lot less pressure on him. And as a matter of fact, because of that, I think we're going to appreciate his style of play even more. So often, right? Again, when, when you're on the court, right, the, the contract stuff goes out the window. I think if, if for whatever reason, Minnesota goes out and win a championship and Rudy Gobert averages seven points a game, Noah's going to sit here and say, oh, he didn't play his role or he didn't score enough. No one gives a shit. If you're winning... Doesn't matter. But Utah, you know, um, wasn't really winning. I say that because Rudy Gobert will now be surrounded with three guys that can put the ball in the hoop on their own. So, so for, what, for whatever reason, so many people were looking at Rudy Gobert to average 30 or to get buckets. That was never the case. And I know because of the contract, you, you know, people want more, but that was never the case. But now that Rudy's surrounded by other guys that can do that, and he can just literally... Focus on protecting the rim, which he obviously has been doing. Yeah. I think 
will look at him, you know, completely differently. I know that's probably going to surprise some people, but in all seriousness, yeah, I, I, I do, not, I do I'm have Rudy at five. I'm not mad at mad at that. I mean, he's one of the best, arguably the best rim protector in the league. Now, I will say like his production is going to drop off now compared to with the Utah Jazz. Like it, it won't be. Thank God it won't be no more All Star game appearances. We can get that out the way. It's it ends as soon as he got traded. That ended. Um, that fifteen and ten and, and twelve that he was putting up, that's gone. Like it's, he's gonna be, he's gonna be a, a role player. What he naturally is, he's a role player with a, a hefty contract. He's gonna average ten and ten this year. That's what he is. Like last year, he was second in double doubles with behind Nicole Jokic. I think Nicole Jokic had like 56, 57 double doubles last year. Rudy Gobert was second, you know. But it's just like he's gonna be a ten and ten. He's gonna be, he's gonna really get to like be in his Dennis Robin role. That's that's what he that's what he is you know a guy that's like the fifth option on the team and rebound ten and ten it's crazy. stuff like that <laughs> so fifth option on the team ten and ten plays hard defends you know fifth is be crazy off the, be, off, be off the court in the closing moments because they don't want him in the PNR and where you going small put cat at the five you know have a a wing player at the four so I mean it's. Yeah, nothing wrong with that, but he's definitely not in my top five because I don't feel like if your production is about to drop that low, you can't be in my top five. I'm You're sorry. Five. 10 and 10, not five. You may sound su- surprised because people are going to say I'm crazy, but Christian Wood, like 17 and wow. 10. 17 and 10 with the Houston Rockets. Wow. I know people are going to talk about the Houston Rockets, but it's just like he's, he's going to play with Luka Doncic and Luka's gravity is going to help his game so, so much because he can wow. play inside and he also can space the floor. When I saw him with James Harden and James Harden won it out of the Houston Rockets, I said, this is, this is the type of player James Harden has needed his whole career. A mobile big that can play inside, outside, score at every level on the basketball court. Now he's playing with Luka, who can do very similar things to James Harden. I think Christian Wood is going to have a breakout year. Don't be surprised if people are talking about Christian Wood for the most improved player of the year award or possibly maybe even like being the X factor of having the Dallas Mavericks go from like, okay, like, oh, the Dallas Mavericks are still high up in the seed, CD. It may be because of Christian Wood. Well, you were damn right about catch me off guard. I definitely wasn't expecting yeah. it. So you don't have DeAndre in your top five centers? No. Shade. No. See, I think, all right, so there we go. Let's, let's get to the bottom of that. No. It sucks because anytime you're number one overall pick, anytime you got high expectations, anytime you got a crazy contract, naturally people let expectations or have expectations. But I don't think just because someone isn't hitting their expectations means, and I'm not saying you are, but I don't think that because someone isn't hitting their expectations means that we should drop them down in the rankings, right? That's so, why, so it's, it's, right, well, that's what I'm saying. That's what, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that's your explanation, but like, so perfect example, if, if Christian Wood, right, has exceeded his expectation with his whole draft story and stuff, right? But DeAndre Ayton, if, if some people feel, hasn't even reached his potential or his limit because he's a number one overall pick, got a nasty-ass contract, it's like, okay, maybe they're the same. Now, I'm not, now again, I have DeAndre Ayton in my top five, but it's because I truly feel that talent-wise, he's like that. Um, yeah. But again, not, I mean, I'm surprised by it. So if you could, man, name your top five centers again. And I just want to, I just want to talk on that a little bit. Yeah, feel free, feel free. About DeAndre, and the reason why I don't have DeAndre Aiden in my top five is because of one, what he did in the playoffs. I know some of these guys that I've listed, like Allen and Wood, have never made the playoffs. But 
all the centers I have, their game is either very modern, meaning that they can stretch the floor, they can play inside, outside, or they can do a little bit of everything, like Bam, like Nicole Jokic, or two-way ability. I think like Jared Allen's two-way ability is way better than DeAndre Aiden. I feel like even Bam Adebayo's two-way ability is way better than DeAndre. I feel like Joel Embiid's two-way ability. So it's just kind of like, and then Christian Wood, his game is more modern. Like he can play inside, outside. So it's just like, that's why I don't have DeAndre Aiden because I feel like DeAndre Aiden is, is a, a center just stuck in the wrong era. That's how I just feel about it personally. And, and it didn't help like what he did in the playoffs the past couple of years. So it is what it is. Yeah, my top yeah. five, my top five centers, I'll name them for heading into the 22-23 NBA regular season. We got number one, Joel B. We got number two, Nicole Jokic. We got number three, Bam Adebayo. We got number four, Jared Allen. We got number five, Christian Wood. My top five centers heading into 2023. I have number one, Jokic. Number two, Embiid. Number three, I have Cat. Number four, I have DeAndre Ayton. And last but not least, at number five, I got Rudy Gobert. Not mad at Respect him. I already know, y'all. All right, so as we head into 2023 season, of course, y'all, make sure y'all enjoy these games, all right? Um, and just like that, y'all, make sure you subscribe to No Pump Fakes, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, as well as Spotify, all right? Subscribe to No Pump Fakes on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, as well as Spotify. And just like that, y'all, we gone. Peace.